0: Hi there listeners and welcome to the first episode of Rethinking Lost. Join me, Ultimate Manus, and Scott Government as we dive headfirst into a whole world of smoke monsters, hatches and theories.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Copperman, and my co-host is Elton McManus. Hi there. And as you just heard, we're bringing you a new Lost podcast, something to fill the hiatus for a fresh perspective on some, one of the most heavily analyzed, heavily scrutinized, most beloved television shows of recent history. We certainly don't presume to be experts on the show. We're just fans. And what we hope to do is to strike a good note with you guys, get you guys thinking, rethinking, literally, about Lost as we go through this incredibly long hiatus. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll take a fresh look at what's going to be the final and hopefully one of the best seasons of television
0: that there's been. It's basically the best program on TV at the moment, isn't it? I think so.
1: It really is. And one thing that I think you can look at and say it just points to how great Lost is are the many shows that tried to copy the format and failed. And in the end, there's just the one. Just the king.
0: That's right. <laughs> but I think I've crossed the line of geekdom by actually doing a, a lost podcast now. I've stepped uh, over a certain line now.
1: <laughs> that's right. I think we joined the ranks of the few and the proud. And uh, we should give some credit to some of our, our inspirations. For those of you who don't know us, um, Elton and I produce another podcast called Apotheosis of a Bombast, which is... Not specifically loss related, and we'll talk more about that at the end. Uh, we've been brought together through a podcast syndicate known as Simply Syndicated, um, and then we both have been fans of Jay and Jack, the Dharma Dummies, uh, the Lost Initiative podcasts, the GSP and TV podcasts. There's a whole bunch that we've listened to and enjoyed, and we're here today bringing you a whole new style of podcast. And we invite you to listen, go back and look at old episodes, new episodes, contribute, and and really enjoy this second look, or fifth look, as it often is, with Lost.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame that we've waited so long to actually get into it, though, isn't it? When, when did the plane crash? Uh, 22nd of September 2004, and five years later, here we are, starting. <laughs>
1: yes, but that's the beauty of our podcast, and therein lies our source material, the style of rethinking loss, at least during this hiatus, is going to be that we will go back and look at analysis people have done before, questions people have raised, theories people have had, rumors, uh, spoilers, you know, emphasis of this, wondering about that and discussion of the other, all things in the past tense, and we're going to literally rethink it, look back at it and, and take a, a look with a season five eye. And see if maybe people hit some things right on the head, made some silly mistakes. And then as we get closer to Season 6, we'll we'll start turning our eye forward and and see what we can do.
0: Awesome, I can't wait. Right, should we dive straight in there, head first?
1: Sure, this will be the, the perfect example of what we're going to be bringing to the table. And what we have today is a list of the top 50 lost loose ends. And it's from the IGNTV.com website. In our show notes, we will have a link to the actual list. This was produced by a group of five writers, Chris Carabat, Eric Goldman, Dan Iverson, Colin Moriarty, and Brian Zoromsky. And on November 13th, 2006, they produced a list of 50 nagging little questions that Lost had left them with through that point. So let's take a minute first and think about when november 13th 2006 was where were we in the lost landscape
0: i'm i'm gonna guess it was um season three probably on the hiatus wasn't it mid-season yes
1: Yes, this is when they took a three-month hiatus and they released the television show daybreak they kind of filled in i believe that was about the guy who kept reliving a day it's one of the many lost style shows that had a, a mystery but never actually came to an end but yes, that's where we were. So this is, um, they were on the Hydra Island already, I believe.
0: Yeah, Kate, uh, sorry, uh, Jack was telling Kate to run and telling him the uh, story that he first told her on the beach when they first met.
1: Yes. So at this point, fans of Lost were definitely interested in the show. It had built quite a following. Some of the podcasts we mentioned before were going full scheme, USA Today, all the major you know, publications are making a big deal about it. And so these are 50 questions that that the authors of this article felt were, were stuff that had to be addressed. So we'll take a look. We'll get through some of them in this episode. We'll continue it in future episodes. And this is the style thing we're going to do. Number 50 of the top 50 loose ends has to do with the others and the outside world. The question of who they are, how they get what they get, can they come and go from the island, what's their origin, There were a lot of things back at that time that that we didn't know about the others. So what do you think, Elton? you think that that's been resolved or is still relatively a loose end?
0: Yeah, at the time, we didn't know whether they were Dharma or whether they were another faction separate from the Dharma. Uh, They they appeared to get videotapes. They appeared to get new clothes. They appeared to get food and books and medicine and brand-new washing machines. But that could all be from... uh, the food drops. Not too sure, but obviously you're not going to drop a, a washing machine either out of a hot air balloon or or a uh, aeroplane at the time. But we've come since to find out where Dharmaville came from. Yes.
1: We've seen a lot this past season of, of how that village came to be, what the relationship between the early others were and Dharma and how there might be some overlap. We've since found out that there's a strong network of others connected people off the island who probably are supporting the on island people quite a bit with information, whether it's Widmore or Hawking or whoever it might be. There's, there's a lot of resources there in play.
0: Yeah. I think they were using the submarine to go backwards and forwards and to obtain information about either crash survivors or other bits and pieces and bring it back to the island. And so I think they were free to go as they pleased, but I don't know why they didn't use it for the, uh, the spinal surgery or maybe even to give birth.
1: Right, it must must have been something, perhaps there's a time displacement like we saw with uh, Ben when he went off island although he went via the wheel, yeah. maybe if you go when you're pregnant and you're going to lose eight months, that's you don't have eight months when you're pregnant, but uh, you know, I'm no, not sure right. I'm not sure exactly what the the overall connection is, so there are still some loose end elements to it, but at the time We were amazed to see this group who seemed like primitives, uh, people who maybe had been survivors of the Black Rock, having access to all this technology and all. And and I think we've pretty much come to find out how and why they have that. Um, Maybe not all the way back to Richard Alpert, but we, we know quite a bit more about them than we did then. And probably enough, if you didn't learn anything else about the origin of the others, I think you could be far more satisfied than you were. Three years ago.
0: Yes, definitely, yeah. You've got a more rounded perspective of, of the others now, haven't we?
1: Yes. So I would call that one Essentially Resolved.
0: Yes, definitely. Right, Loose End number 49. Who is the guy with the eye patch? Now, there was um, Eye Patch Man, or Patchy. He made his first appearance in Season three's Cost of Living, I think it is. Right. Um, We first noticed him when the guys were down in the Pearl Hatch... And a, a, camera, a camera came on, panned across the room, and all of a sudden there was this spooky dude with an eye patch on his face, and he turned yep. the camera off now. At the time, we didn't have a clue who he was. So, is that resolved now? I think, again, this
1: is one of those situations where it's probably resolved enough. I don't know if we'll see him again during the remainder of the show. We certainly don't have full details on his bio the way we do about other people, but... We know who who he worked for, we know what his role was, we got at least a version of his origin, what was that, in Enter 77, where, where he was talking to Saeed and Kate and John Locke was playing chess downstairs.
0: That's right, yeah. Blew the place up. He claimed to be the last surviving member of the Dharma Initiative, didn't he?
1: Yes, there are, and and he may have been part of the Dharma Initiative. We may see him in that role. There are possible still loose ends. There's the glass eye that was found in one of the in the fake hatch. Yep. And there's still questions about why he seems so difficult to kill. But it, it, to me, that's the kind of thing that the writers are kind of attributing to the healing powers of the island. We've yeah. seen a lot of people heal quickly. I think, and maybe partly on the part of the fans that. It's being scrutinized too much. How come it took this person two days? How come it took this person five minutes to recover from their stabbing? The one loose end that I would say is still related to this, though, is now that we've been through season five and we've seen the idea of the dead being possessed, Yeah, I wonder now if this might be a case of Patchy did die and the being, person we kept seeing coming back and so hard to kill was ah. not the original Patchy, Oh, awesome. it was... Someone, either Jacob or dark-shirted guy, trying to put these pieces where they need to be. And and that would be very revealing to me in the sense that here's someone who tried desperately to stop Charlie.
0: That's wicked. So the guy who got pushed through the, the sonic fence and had blood spurting out of his ears,
1: he He's actually out, died. Body's not buried, he comes back up. Wicked, I love it. And, and we've seen with the case with Locke that quite a bit of the memories linger, so... That's so I would say
0: who is Patchy,
1: that's resolved. Yeah. Um, as far as are there still loose ends possibly related to Patchy, I would say yes.
0: Well, he blew himself up with a grenade underwater, so I, I don't think you could uh, even a smoke monster could manifest all the bits and pieces back together and create a right. new Patchy guy.
1: Right, I don't think we'll see him again this season in the present. No. It well, would be older form for flashbacks.
0: Yeah, one last thing about him. Was he the guy on the mural... In the Swan Station, the one that Desmond drew, because obviously there was a picture of a guy with an X crossed out on his left eye. I know Patchy's got his right eye missing, but would that be the same guy? I, I'm thinking it. It may have been
1: intended to be that way, with him saying he was the last of the Dharma, and we've seen Dharma converts join the others. Yeah, I think he may have been part of that whole Rosinski group. He, Ooh, yeah. his his actual injury may have been something that those guys knew about and just in the, the pacing of the story where he could have been a great filler episode where we would have seen the loss of the eye I yeah. think that that's uh, it's now been considered just not important enough to make the final 17 cool. but my guess is it was intended for that to be him and that to be a story to tell
0: excellent thank you
1: <laughs> alright <laughs> So, loose end number 48 is about getting to the prison island. It's something that was a loose end at the time, but was pretty much acknowledged that it was probably going to be wrapped up kind of quickly. You know, there was some mention of a submarine. There was this big reveal that there were two islands, a big island and a small island. And it was just kind of up in the air there. How, how, again, could people get back and forth between the Hydra Island and the main island?
0: Yeah, I... I personally, th- this is a bit of a, a a tiny, tiny little question in the the history of Lost, really, isn't it? You know, how'd you get from one island to another? I don't think they used the sub. I honestly don't think they used a sub because the sub, sub would have been on the main island, and that was that was where you came to and from, and that's where it docked. I personally think they just used little canoes or little boats that we've seen in later episodes. So actually, there was mention of the
1: sub. In one of the episodes, I think it's Further Instructions, where they were on Desmond's sailboat, and uh, Ben tells Juliet the sub is back. Ah, okay. I don't know. Again, it could be coming and going like you were saying. We've since seen in Season 5 that they had the little uh, kayaky kind of boats to get back and forth. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was an option to get back and forth by sub, but...
0: I would have liked to have seen them all grab stilts and wade across the water, all on stilts, (laughs) in one single file line. That would have been awesome, with people who are drugged up or bags over their heads, on each other's backs, just wading over on big stilts. As they walk up the beach, then they fall off of them. That'd be brilliant.
1: Yeah. Well, there was mention it could be an underwater tunnel. I think at the time... That this list was produced, this seemed like something that might have been a big deal. But when you think about it, we we really didn't spend much, much more time on that island. I mean, there was the part where they held Jack for the surgery, yep. And then we've been back with the Ajira flight crash, but for a whole season, season plus, we weren't on there at all. And I think, again, that that's something that probably the authors of this list expected to be a part of the. The lore that played a bigger part. Yeah. And aside from the runway, there really hasn't been much that's come out of that.
0: No, it's all done and dusted, really, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Cool. Great. So I would say that's resolved enough. <laughs>
0: Another big tick.
1: <laughs> all right. Number 47, the quote on Echo Stick, John 3 5. Why is that there? Was it just a Bible verse? Is it something specifically geared toward John Locke? Is it a combination of those things? Like, why was, why
0: was that there? Right, um, John 3, 5, it actually states, uh, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he was born of water and the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? I think that's more important. Because actually, on, on his stick, he, it actually said, uh, lift up your eyes and look north, and it said John 3, did didn't it?
1: Right, and a lot of people thought that had to do with the heading to get off the island and all that kind of stuff, but...
0: It's, th- tough cause, cause the char-
1: the, it's tough because because the character them, it's tough because the actor who played Echo is gone, and with him went a whole lot of storytelling opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I think at that point there was a lot more to come from Echo, and obviously he didn't like living in Hawaii. Crazy for... Right.
1: I've heard on other podcasts the notion that perhaps Echo was being set up to be, um, kind of the opposite of John. In this final bit, we've seen at the end of season five that, you know, we saw them in the hatch having a difficult time seeing eye to eye about whether to push the button or not. Yeah, and whether that would have turned into the argument that uh, John and Jack had about leaving the island, or even whether one would have been on the side of Jacob and one would have been on the side of the dark-shirted man.
0: Yeah, I th- I think the the scripture on. The uh, Jesus stick, as it came to be known. I think they've just picked a, a random quote out of the Bible, which says John and they, 305, or oh, it looks interesting. And they've made up their own little quote.
1: Yeah, I, I think it probably got extra emphasis from the fans, more than it was intended to have. Yeah. And and anything that was intended left with Echo. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's resolved, but I think it's a dead loose end. Yeah, it's,
0: end. it's just come to a full stop, hasn't it? Yeah unlike question number 46 the four-toed statue <laughs> what the hell is it where did it come from who built it why is it there it was the freakiest thing when we first saw it wasn't it uh
1: yeah it was when they were boating around the island and it was thrown out with that extra thing like i don't know which disturbs me more how big it is or the fact that it only has four toes it
0: only has four toes <laughs> That was brilliant, though. But we've come to see the the full statue now, haven't we, on the island? Apparently that's where Jacob lives.
1: Yes, that's where he's living now.
0: He lives underneath it, doesn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy.
1: I don't know if... Or he lives in it, I think. is
0: Underneath or in it? Maybe under it. Wouldn't it be good if he lives in it? It would be like the Statue of Liberty and you could climb up to the top. I'm not sure.
1: Now that I'm looking at the picture, I'm thinking it might be underneath but it's funny because that was something they threw out there and then completely just pushed off to the side for the longest time.
0: That was to get people talking. It was, they knew that they had something to tell later on. Okay, let's bring it in now. And there's rumors that they wanted to give it six toes. Is that right? I think I've heard that too, yeah. But it's it's easier to represent four toes instead of six toes because it would be too many. Have you, have you ever seen the uh, the hand for the Fringe? Yes. The Fringe program. And I always have to look at it quite for a long time because it's got five fingers and a thumb, hasn't it? Yes. And you always have to look extra long at it. But if it had three fingers and a thumb, you'd just recognize it straight away.
1: Yes, exactly. Now this, when it came up, then people were like, oh, are they aliens? Why is it? Some people were quick to to jump on the Egyptian... Idea. I don't see that as a canine foot, at least the picture that's there. So I, I'll give credit that this was a, a long-anticipated thing. I, I know there's a lot of connections to different religions and you know a lot of Egypt and hieroglyphics we've seen in the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Part of me thinks, though, that it's just supposed to show that it goes back that long. It goes back to Egyptian dominance of the world as a seafaring nation as opposed to being, this is an Egyptian island. You right. know, and the idea that um, they worshipped all different kinds of gods is how I'm interpreting this This more recent revelation, that it's this Egyptian god in the statue. I don't necessarily think that this is an Egyptian colony.
0: Would you think maybe where the island's moving, maybe the island's picked this statue up on its travels? Or... Because some some people think maybe even the Black Rock, where it's in the center of the island, it's come along and picked up picked up the uh, the boat and put it in the center of the island. It, it bounces through time and it picks up something else, maybe That's a temple. That's what I
1: before. But then I've since seen we've seen the boat out in the water. So I got under the impression now that that was like a hurricane tossed boat. Ah, I see, okay, but I'm not sure. It's, those are good questions. I know some people consider this still a loose end because now we're seeing the left foot and the right foot, and there's a lot of concern that that the writers might be playing around with, um, I guess you could call it canon, <laughs> what they've shown in other episodes. But yeah. we've also seen, if you've gone through the Dark UFO website, that it's a very common practice for them to flip frames. They like it better yeah. with sun on the left, so they show a reverse camera angle, and I mean, people flag that as a continuity thing that, you know, Juliet's on Jack's left, and then the next scene she's on the right. But it's really just because of the editing, and I think that's the case with this left foot right foot thing. I don't think it's that. No, there's it's... something worth studying there.
0: And doing that saves a hell of a lot of money in in reshoots and stuff like that, doesn't it?
1: Right, right. So I think I think that's the statue itself as a loose end has definitely been resolved. We now know what it is. <laughs> You know, what the statue is of, when it was there, and I I yeah. think the purpose as well.
0: The, possibly the statue of Fertility. Yep. Possibly. But obviously that, that end of it is still open-ended, but we know that there was a dirty big statue standing on the end of that beach.
1: Right, and I think it might seem like there's still loose end elements to some of the stuff, but you have to remember, compared to three years ago and how little we knew, and, you know, at this point, People, every episode, people were like, wait a minute, what, what now, what now? It was questions, questions. Every episode seemed to create more questions than than offer any sort of answers. And since then, the show definitely has taken an approach of, of having a purpose and a direction, and, and things are at least giving enough information to keep the story moving. Yeah. So uh, a similar thing here. We'll go to loose end number 45. Why are all the guns in the hatch? So back then, you know, here we were on this island. It was shock number one was they're not alone. Shock number two is, you know, there's uh, all these stations and and <laughs> resources there. And then shock number three is it's not just uh, a place to sleep and all, there's guns and a lot of them as if there was a war. So back then in 2006, the question was why.
0: I believe. See, with the Dharma Initiative, they're supposed to be promoting all this namaste and love and flowers and stuff like that. And you, you wouldn't think that they're gun-toting guys running around the island, would you? But obviously there was a um, a conflict between the Dharma and the hostiles. Now, the hostiles are... We're thinking that they're from World War Two or... They're army guys, anyway, that have landed on the island. Is that right? Would you say that was right?
1: Uh... Ooh, I don't know.
0: You mean the hostiles are Richard Alpert's group? Yeah, yeah, uh, Charles Widmore and stuff like that.
1: See, I think they predate that because they were fighting the army guys who came on, like the bomb. Ah, they took the bomb so... away from the army guys.
0: Oh, okay, fine. They uh, were upset
1: they were going to do the test on their island.
0: Right. Okay. So maybe the uh, Dharma have got wires to. There's other people on the island, and they've just brought protection over. Or it could be a where. Two factions have clashed with each other, and some people pick up guns after a clash. Some people pick up the other guns after a clash, and you just end up swapping guns uh left, right, and center well, we've seen the we've seen the room
1: that Hawking showed everyone, and
0: she said a brilliant
1: man came up with a way of finding the island, and we're assuming that's faraday, yeah, and one of the things we saw was the pictures from the forties and fifties, so the u s military had tried to do their experiments on the island. They had lost the bomb, lost Jughead, so, and apparently, according to Richard Alpert and all, they had made several attempts to, to try to get their bomb back, and, and Alpert had told them no. You know, so they knew someone was there. So when Dharma was trying to find the island using that information, they must have been aware that there were people there mm-hmm. with these unusual properties. I think that the hostiles themselves, the others, probably come from many, many generations of island visitors they don't all have immortality like Richard Alpert seems to. But I think the guns were in the hatch because partly of the anticipated conflict and then we've since seen that there was a major conflict, that a truce had to be negotiated. And even then, um, there were many instances of, of issues.
0: Yeah, they the, clashed. The constant
1: threat of, of continued violence.
0: And the odd rogue polar bear running around.
1: Yeah, I think for 2006, at that point, we're wondering, is it for the polar bears, is it for the monster? The, the guns are there because Dharma was fighting the others. Yeah. And at the time, we didn't even know they weren't the same group. So I think that's definitely resolved.
0: Cool. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Loose yeah. end number 44, The Cable. In the episode, Solitary, Said finds a Cable running out of the ocean and into the jungle. Now he followed this cable into the jungle and he was caught by uh, Daniel Rousseau, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, later on, Hurley finds the same cable and he follows it further up into the island, up some hills, and it disappears into the island. Now, what is this cable? Where does it come from? What does it do? Well, this one we can
1: definitely mark resolved because we know it went to the uh, Looking Glass station. It was on the map. It was on... We didn't know there was an underwater station, but now we know there was, and that's...
0: That was the connection. We could see the underwater station on the uh, the hidden map when Locke had uh, his lockdown, couldn't we? I don't know. It's one of those things, I
1: think, where there were a lot of things on there that we saw referred to and didn't know if they really existed. So it may have been on there. And we probably should have known that there was an underwater station.
0: Yeah. I thought but... we could see it on that map. And there was quite a lot of slack as well, wasn't there? You ever thought when, they, when Charlie and Desmond sailed out using the uh, the cable, there was a hell of a lot of slack because it was quite far down, wasn't it? Yes. And that, that cable would have weighed that boat heavily down.
1: Maybe it's it's partly related to the island skipping around to, to ensure that the looking glass station comes with it. Yeah. And it bops around.
0: I was just under the impression that it was uh, feeding power to the looking glass.
1: Probably. Communications, power, all that stuff. The internet. But it's... It's definitely not a mystery now, what it was.
0: No, that's right. At so That one was a
1: strange thing, but now we know where it was, what it was doing.
0: Yeah, so that one's resolved. Yep. Number 43 is Compass Bearing
1: 325. You know, we saw Michael work a deal so he could get off the island, and he was just told, take the boat, go 325, and you'll find rescue. I mean, and then we never knew what happened. <laughs> we didn't know if he got off the island. We didn't know if he was going to pop back around doing what Desmond had been doing when he tried to get off the island. Yeah. Um, The number itself had connections to 108 and all that. As far as a loose end goes, I'll ask you some sub-questions. Was it real? Did Compass Bearing 325 work?
0: Yes, I just believe that is the only window that you can either escape the island or enter onto the island. I think that's the only direction that you can come from.
1: But we saw a different bearing... For the helicopter, I
0: thought that was three two five as well.
1: Yeah, I think Faraday it was three o five. Actually, was the bearing that Faraday tells them they have to keep the helicopter on. Right, and uh, you know maybe maybe that's because you know the flash in the sky changed the angle a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe he was wrong, and that's why they came off the island a little bit. You know, Desmond got in the sickness. Yeah, mm. I'm not really sure.
0: Possibly did they um. They left on that Baron as well, didn't they? When they were uh, uh, ferried people back from the island to the freighter, they were I using so. three hundred and five. Then,
1: yeah. So I'm. I guess it's more. Or maybe maybe it's constantly changes. Maybe it was three twenty five at that instant, and then you know, like every day, maybe it shifts by a degree.
0: Maybe it changed after the hatch imploded.
1: Yeah, that's that would be the when the sky turned purple. I'm yes. Sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that could be. And I think why is it 325? We'll probably never get that answer. But was it real? Um, yes, it was real. We saw Michael got, and Walt got off the island. But it seems to be that at certain times, only certain bearings work. And that's why they were told that, because then Faraday says, at this instant, it's this bearing. Yeah. And that's probably, you know, the submarine probably knew it had to go certain things as well, certain bearings at certain times.
0: Awesome. So it. It was just a bearing at that time that they had to use to get off the island. That's all that we're saying is? Yes. Cool.
1: Now, just for our listeners, we've gone through seven loose ends right now, and we've called them all resolved. Having looked at the whole list of 50, I can tell you that's not going to be the case. <laughs> it just happens that it just happens that this group so far have been resolved. Um, there are a couple still out there that certainly aren't.
0: Yeah, well, we can use this as a, a lead-in to... Uh, People who haven't listened to Lost Podcasts or haven't actually yet seen Lost before, and you, you're coming to it for a first time, so you can listen to this, maybe get up to speed ever so slightly, and then go back and watch it from the very beginning.
1: You could, although we're giving away a lot of stuff, yes, answering a lot of questions.
0: Don't listen to all of us. <laughs>
1: Alright, number 42 is the question mark hatch, also known as the Pearl. So,
0: Ooh, now That's the one that the plane fell on. The Nigerian drug smuggling plane. Yes,
1: and there was the question mark on the ground there.
0: Right. So, What was this used for then? What was it used for? It was used as a monitoring hideout, really, wasn't it? It was monitoring the people in the swan. Well, what we
1: saw kind of related to all this was the people sending their facts out in the tubes, the information.
0: Yeah, the the people in in the Pearl would monitor the people in the swan write it down into notepads, and then send it into vacuum tubes, which will end up in the middle of the line somewhere.
1: Right. I don't know if at this point we had seen that it was kind of a dead end, or even that there were additional videos that kind of implied that they weren't observing, they were the experiment themselves. But, you know, I'm not really sure we're going to get a whole lot more information about the purpose of the Pearl. I think we were just supposed to take from that that Dharma did these different experiments of different natures and that things were never quite what they seemed. So but these people thought they were doing one thing and it, it appears that they were actually the ones being studied.
0: Yeah. Do you actually think it was a purposeful experiment then? Do you actually think it had any meaning at all?
1: I, I think it was. It seems to me like a psychological experiment. I don't think it was the kind of thing where they were like... Testing the loyalty of someone, sending them out there and seeing what they would do. You
0: could you could see other stations from this uh, pole, though, couldn't you? Because obviously we saw Mikhail Patchy from this station. So you, you could see. Could you see all the way around the island? Could you see any other hatches from this one?
1: I don't know. I can't remember if we've seen it
0: alive.
1: Have we seen it live yet?
0: How do you mean, sorry?
1: Like um, fully functional? Have we seen it fully functional yet? Where we haven't I seen. I know there were the. There was the couple places that Sawyer would say he wanted to put up the camera of the fence. Show me... Like, they were calling up all different security cameras in this most recent season,
0: but... Yeah, that was from the uh, the flame. Okay. That was from the flame, Mikkel's flame. Yeah. So then I, you know,
1: I would assume it was similar, but maybe they fed dummy video in. I'm not sure. And then the Pearl is the station, too, where we found the smoldering cigarette. Correct.
0: Yes, yeah, that's Which right. I
1: actually think is a future loose end, so I'll let it go for now. But I think whether the Pearl was was uh, doing something or not, I don't know if we're going to get a better answer than that, yeah. than what we have so far.
0: I personally think it was just a psychological experiment to see if they would actually write everything down and then send it off. I think yeah. at some point people were collecting these notepads that were landed in the middle of the island. And then for some reason, they stopped and then they forgot to tell the guys in the Pearl and the people in the Pearl. Just carried on. Yeah, it could have
1: just been the others could have came and just killed the guys who were supposed to do it.
0: Yeah. Maybe they got attacked and, run away, run away. What about the guys in the Pearl? No, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Yeah. They, they can carry on. <laughs> they won't find them. they They won't in. even know. They're, they're in the ground. Don't worry about that. And it's also right. the, um, the place where, uh, is it Paolo? He hid his diamonds in there, didn't he? In the, yes. In the toilets. Yeah. But they're not there now, so don't go surging. They're not? Someone else took them? No, they they picked the diamonds up, didn't they? And then Nikki buried them. She had mud on her hands, and then there was the diamonds were scattered on their body just before they oh, were that's buried. Oh,
1: right. That's right.
0: If you haven't seen Lost, don't listen to that. <laughs> that's yeah. right.
1: We're not going to worry about spoilers on this show cuz it's shows almost over and we're it's a reanalysis looking back. It's assumed that you already saw it or you want to hear our second take second look so the poll is sorted there we go
0: yeah
1: loose end number 41 is the radio tower we heard a mystery of we heard the signal coming from radio tower but no one ever saw a radio tower at this point we heard Rousseau's voice Um, we knew Hurley knew someone who had heard numbers being transmitted over radio tower Mm -hmm. Um, but this is definitely resolved we've seen the radio tower we've been there we've changed the message we've we've turned it off We've done it all. So that's definitely resolved. Yeah. Nice and quick. So that brings us to number 40. Oh, cool. Some skeletons in a cave. Back from season one. Adam and Eve.
0: I'm surprised these aren't further down the list. If we're going... I'm, I'm not too sure if they compiled this list on importance or not. But I'm, I'm surprised that these aren't further down the list. I
1: don't know. Did you really care about it, though, two, three years ago? Or did it seem kind of... Minor.
0: Um. No, I was still okay. There's there's skeletons because everywhere you looked, either well, trying to find out about Lost or listening to podcasts about Lost, it was always mentioned, and yeah, you know, it could be this pair of people, that pair of people, this pair. Of I always people. thought
1: it was Amelia Earhart and her navigator, and then when we met Amelia. And we've since learned out that that's uh, Ethan's mom. Yeah. Um, but I always thought that that was Amelia Earhart that we were supposed to see then. And, and maybe that was intended at one point to be a connection. Yeah. But to me, that was a satisfactory resolution. And it showed the island had been around a long time. It had been pulling people over. So it wasn't really a loose end for me. Until this past year, where it started to be, where's Rosen Bernard? Maybe that's Rosen Bernard.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that's supposed to be them. Well, let's back up just ever so slightly. Um, Jack and Kate found these uh, skeletons, didn't they? They're they're actually they're just starting to sleep in the the caves. There was running water there, wasn't there? Obviously not on Mm -hmm. taps. It was just from a waterfall. They found these. They stumbled on these uh, skeletons after they got attacked by bees. I think they Mm -hmm. ran in, found them. Jack says that according to the degradation of the clothes and the skin and stuff, they've been sitting there for either 40 or 50 years. Now, when he delved into their pockets and so forth, he pulled out a little container, a little pouch, and he had one black stone and one white stone in. Now, obviously, we'll get to that later on. But I think they they were still setting something up from this point to say okay, we've been thinking about this for quite a long time, and I, th- I think the, the writers have actually said, when Lost is concluded, you will understand that we put that there for a reason.
1: I believe that, and now that I think about that, and I look at this date, think of what's 50 years ago. 50 years ago is Jughead. Yes. So I wonder if the stuff at the end of Season 5 worked, or accomplished something that you know they need to go back and prevent that from ever having been taken in the first place. You could right. disarm that so that maybe this will be two people who were sent back to accomplish that
0: task. Do you go think, back
1: 50 years in the past.
0: Do you think these, this Adam and Eve will be caught, uh, two of our main characters? Two people that we've already seen or two people that we've yet to see?
1: As I'm kind of materializing this idea as we talk, I'm thinking it's Sawyer who has nothing to lose anymore, mm-hmm. who's willing to go and Kate.
0: Oh, that would be creepy, because then she saw her own body. I can picture that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think that's... Yeah. I It's definitely unresolved, as far as that perspective goes. And I think it's... I can understand why it was number 40, why it was relatively minor back then. Back then, it was polar bears, it was... Um, the, what's the monster in the jungle? Yep. Yeah. The fact that we saw the others with makeup... Stuff like that, the the baby care state, you know, all that kind of stuff was, was the creepiness. Rousseau. You know, a lot of those things are not the emphasis anymore. And certainly Skeleton in the cave was like a one shot thing. It wasn't referred to again. It's not like we kept bumping into it. We saw some of the imagery, the black and white, all throughout, but
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's fair enough.
1: And well, you know, they say Jack has the two stones. So just like people have been talking about Locke's compass and how he gave it to Richard who gave it to him, where's the beginning of that?
0: Where's the beginning of the circle? Yeah,
1: Jack has these stones. Maybe Jack will give them the stones, and then he will find the stones, and that'll be
0: that'll be the connection. Possibly. Cool. Alright, then. Well, should we leave it there for now? It seems that we've run through uh, ten questions, and then we'll try and skip through a little bit more in the next episode.
1: Yeah. So that puts us up to number thirty-nine. Uh, we will revisit the rest of this list in our next episode. Another big chunk of it, and. This is the kind of thing we'll be doing on this podcast. We'll be looking back at, at old questions, old answers, old
0: thoughts, and taking a fresh look at it all. And reminiscing about Jin running down the beach going, udders, udders. <laughs> One of my favorite bits ever.
1: So you guys will have to keep checking in. We'll have several episodes uh, for you to take a look at. Definitely bounce around. Try the different episodes. If you have any feedback, definitely hit us up at rethinkinglost at com. Uh, if you've caught us on iTunes, our actual website for the podcast is RethinkingLost at Podbean.com. And you can follow Elton and I on Twitter, not necessarily with Lost-related stuff. We just kind of, we do have other lives. <laughs> uh, mine is SHC1970.
0: And mine's far too boring to follow. It's um, Elton McManus. There we go. He's,
1: he He downplays it. You never know. You,
0: you want to know what he has for lunch and,
1: and you know whether he can find his belt and if he's running late for work. We also <laughs> have a podcast that you guys should give a listen to. It's called An Apotheosis of a Bombast where we talk a little bit about anything and everything. Uh, crazy websites, weird news. We've actually uh, explored Lost, explored some conspiracy stuff, all kinds of crazy things. So we definitely invite you to take a listen to that and that is at bombastpodcast.podbean.com and again it's called Apotheo- and apotheosis of Bombast and
0: it is on iTunes and it's flipping brilliant even though I do say so myself <laughs> so we want to thank you for joining us for this first episode of Rethinking Lost
1: and we hope you'll be back for this and many more <laughs>